episode 93 of the Hang with Coach Dean podcast features the strength conditioning coordinator for Alice ISD, Joey Heron. Coach Heron is also the 2022 NHSSCA Texas Coach of the Year. In this episode, we talk about lifting on command, NHSSCA NatCon, food, family, and more. Make sure to follow Coach Heron on Twitter at Joey Heron CSCS to learn more about what he does for the athletes at Alice High School and Middle School and salivate on the awesome food picks he posts. Before we jump into today's episode, just a few housekeeping things. Remember to follow the show on Twitter at HWCM Podcast and share this episode or any that you find value in. Don't forget to rate and review to help grow the show. If you're in the Dallas area and are looking for some fantastic custom cookies that look almost too good to eat, check out Texas Treaties. Podcast listeners can use a special 10% off promo. Use the code PODCAST to check out the link to order will be in the show notes. Are you trying to step up your menswear game? Then Etiquette Dawn is the best choice. Etiquette Dawn is a truly custom apparel company that will have you looking like a sharp-dressed man. Check out www.etiquettedawncustomapparel.com for more information. Coffee that works as hard as you do, or as strong as your squat bench, deadlift, cleaner snatch. Then I suggest checking out Viking Coffee Company. Podcast listeners use the code Coffee with Mooney for a 10% discount on single purchases but not subscriptions. Check out VikingCoffeeCo.com for more details and to order the official coffee of the Hangover Coaching Podcast. Drink coffee, work hard. If you're looking for a quick and effective way to keep your weight room and/or locker room sanitized, check out Xanago Sprayer. Because bacteria can grow anywhere. The Freedom Sprayer goes with you so you can keep your athletes protected wherever you go. Enjoy today's episode with Coach Joey Heron. On today's episode of the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast, I am joined by the strength and conditioning coordinator for Alice ISD. He is also on the NHSSCA Texas Advisory Board. He is also the 2022 NHSSCA Texas Coach of the Year. Coach Joey Heron. Coach. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for taking the time to join us. You bet, man. Thanks for, um, you know, considering having me on here, man. I really appreciate it. No doubt, man. Uh, you know, before before you even won Coach of the Year, uh, you were already going to be on. You know, I'd already put you on the on the next season to to be on list. And then, you know, winning Coach of the Year, I was like, man, I got to have the got to have the state Coach of the Year on here. You know, and and not just not just to talk about all the great things that you're doing, but uh, also, you know, just to kind of hype up the NHSSCA and, and what the, what all they're doing, um, not just for uh, this state, but, you know, across the country. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a great topic to go down. I'm, you know, happy to talk about it. Glad, glad to talk about it. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate the organization more and more every single day. And um, really and truly after having gone to NatCon, um, and that thing just completely blowing my mind. I had no idea like what to expect, you know what I mean? When it comes to numbers, like organization, you know, just how nice everything was going to be. Um, I knew it'd be top notch, you know, because of the leadership of the, of the organization, but um, I was blown away like on, on multiple different levels, lots of different reasons. I was blown away. So, you know, I haven't been to a NatCon yet and everybody that i talked to always talks about how NatCon is, you know, life changing or mind blowing. What was yes. you know, outside of just, <clears throat> the mass of people gathered and, and the top notch of, of the way it's run. What else do you, would you attribute to why this one, um, you know, was so different or, or just kind of 
you know, change your perspective type of deal? Well, um, so me personally, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not quick to jump in conversations with people that I don't know, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just, I'm ready. I'm more likely to hang back and kind of observe, you know, listen, stuff like that. Um, and just really, truly the crowd here. I mean, not only is, uh, the crowd like super knowledgeable and successful in the field in general. I mean, there are people I recognize from social media, just all over everywhere you look, you know, Oh my gosh, there's that dude, there's that dude, this lady over here. Oh my gosh. You know, but everybody is, uh, ready and willing to engage like everyone else. You know what I mean? There's no, it doesn't seem like there's any kind of ego going on. Um, everybody's there, you know, with the same goal in mind. And that is just to um, help each other out. And really and truly it's bigger than that. It's um, we need to grow the, pro the profession. You know what I mean? Like continue to add legitimacy to high school strength coaches. And um, I think everybody realizes that and uh, takes the responsibility pretty seriously. And um I just couldn't be happier with like the relationships that I built and then um, just conversations that I had, you know, here and there. And then of course the presentations were just, um, just awesome. Awesome. Like the, the quality of presenter that was at this conference is second to none. And of course it all has to do with um, specifically high school strength and conditioning. So, um, you know, just makes a lot of sense, it makes a lot of sense from a, from a X's and O's, if you will, uh, perspective, but from a networking and like relationship building perspective also, you know, yeah, no doubt, man. You know, and I'm, as we're talking, I'm scrolling through your Twitter uh, just just to continue to get more. You know, I have what we want. I have ideas of what we want to talk about and dive into. But, you know, sometimes things just just click. And it's funny as you were talking about that. Right. And I scroll. Um, there's a tweet from Monty Sparkman that says, if you're a high school coach and you're not learning from other mm -hmm. high school coaches, you're missing the boat. Right. We, we want to learn from those coaches that are in a similar situation. Uh, what, you know, maybe a level or two above us in terms of classification, 5A, 6A, whatever, 4A, um, you know, the college guys and the pro guys, they're great. You're right. Your Alan Bishops are awesome. And Pat Basil's and they share a lot of great stuff. But they also, you know, are in a little bit different circumstance in some capacities than what we're in, right? They have a little bit different athlete than what we have, right? And you being in charge of an entire district, you see all of it, boys and girls. And you see this whole spectrum of athletic ability from the not an athlete by any stretch of the imagination to extremely athletic next level potential. So how do you, kind of gauge when you go to a NatCon or when you go to a clinic in general, how do you gauge what, what am I going to gain from this presenter? How can I apply it? Or if I realize that I probably can't gain enough, that I can't gain much, how can I at least appreciate what they're presenting? Because at the end of the day, when, when someone gets up to present in front of their peers, it's freaking scary because it's not, it's not the normal Mm -hmm. um well really and truly um it's kind of just prior experience that's what i use to gauge whether or not i can use anything that i see at, at these uh presentations you know what i mean like i know um i know what we can make work you know in our program what would be like kind of developmentally appropriate you know what i mean and then um yeah just based on uh prior experience based on knowledge of what like resources i have whether it's whether it's equipment, whether it's time, whether it's space, 
you know, whether it's coaches involved. I mean, a lot of people commented on how many coaches I have in the weight room with me uh, with the football. That's a huge, that's a huge benefit. You know what I mean? And like, I mean, sometimes, you know, I can, I can program for um, something that's going to have nine or 10 other coaches when, if you're in there with 80 dudes by yourself, um, you know, that may not be realistic, you know? So really and truly the, what I use to gauge is just prior experience. Um, I like to consider everything I see and try to be creative with it. You know what I mean? And that's what, that's kind of the biggest benefit I think I've gotten from, from these, um, like from these conferences, from social media, um, believe it or not, is, um, seeing different options, you know what I mean? And then kind of giving it a thought and hopefully, you know, based on whatever constraints, you know, we have, uh, being able to work it into our program. So yeah, really, truly, man, it's just like kind of prior knowledge of kind of, you know, what we have resource wise and then where we're trying to go with everything, you know? But um, I've seen so many, so many, so many good um, kind of pieces of information, little drills, whatever, that um, you may not be able to make a wholesale change, you know what I mean, for whatever reason. But, you know, you can take something similar similar or a part of this idea or whatever and work it in. And um, really, intru- I mean, that's a that's a constant thing. I mean, that'll be daily. You know what I mean? That I'll consider stuff like that from, from wherever. You know, I'll probably pick up something from this conversation that um, I will – try to work into you know something in the near future i would imagine well i appreciate that man that's a that's a huge uh you know compliment to just have you even consider anything that we talk about um as possibility you know i it's funny i know our past had crossed you know when i was in kingsville and and we ran Mm -hmm. uh, two meets at santa gertrudis and, and just being around the powerlifting circuit um, but I don't, I don't think, when was it that like, we actually kind of, uh, I, it clicked for me, like who you actually were at, um, I want to say was the region to whatever our region is for NHS SCA was mm-hmm. that clinic, yeah. you know, yeah, up there. Uh, and I was like, right, Oh, Byron Nelson. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, that, Oh, that's who you are. Cause it's like when you're running those meets and I was a new guy down there. And so I didn't, I wasn't familiar with everybody but when you're running the meets and stuff you just you're just going right you don't yeah oh yeah have a chance to breathe until like the next Mm day um so it's like here we are you guys had had really well coached up power lifters did a really good job um and then it's like all of a sudden you know we went in the lockdown we're connecting on social media we're seeing each other i'm seeing what you're doing um and it's like oh Okay, put the face to the name, have a second to yeah. step back and actually have a conversation. And then boom, fast forward, here we are recording a podcast episode. And it's like, okay, now talk to me about this, talk to me about that. It's, it, you know, it's just kind of crazy how that stuff evolves. I know it, it, it's a small world, you know what I mean? You're right. And that was, that was a, I don't know, serendipitous, if you will, you know what I mean? Like here we were, you kind of knew of each other first. And then, um, you know, over the next few years, you know, I mean, you know, things have gotten better and better. And, um, hey, dude, couldn't have worked out any better, dude. No doubt, man. No doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one of the deals that I, that I, I guess people kind of know you for is you do a lot of the lifts on command, you know, and, so, and that's, I, I'm sure that that's, you're probably on the, on the one end of that spectrum, whether you want to call it controversial or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> I think we all see value in 
that from an initial development standpoint. But why do you think you have kind of maintained that? And what do you think your athletes gain from you or whoever's running the whistle um, in, in terms of how you function in the weight room? All right. So um, I don't know, my, my pin tweet on Twitter, you know, I mean, it kind of goes through this a little bit, but um, you're right from a like developmental standpoint, I think it's as good as it gets. Um, regardless of what sport you're in, you're going to have a place you need to be um, with a job to do at a specific time. So really and truly just going through this, just the logistics, the organization of it kind of helps you practice that. If you, if you will, you know what I mean? You're held to a certain standard when it comes to timeliness, you know, being where you're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to do. And that, that carry on, carries on, you know, throughout, throughout the, the kid's um, career, you know, um, the, the main thing that I like about it is just that um, it's organized in a way where I can look and see a lot of people at once doing the exact same thing. You know what I mean? So I can look down look down my, my racks and um, say like today we're doing a reverse lunge. You know what I mean? And I can watch every single, I can watch 10 people at a time, more or less. You know what I mean? Like, you know, with relative, you know, like, you know, awareness of what's going on um, and see what's going well, what's going poorly and what I need to address. You know what I mean? Based off of, you know, 10, 10 people at a time, 20 in a, in a, group or whatever, if you will. And, um, and then of course, um, at that point, after I kind of see what's going good or what's going bad, what we need to talk about, um, as soon as we rack that weight, I mean, that's a, that's a built-in pause, built-in downtime where I can address the situation. You know what I mean? Um, I can, I mean, I can make a decision right then whether or not we need to regress, you know what I mean? Like that, that happens all the time. You know, I want to do a full on, you know, paint power clean, but we got our, you know, junior high kids in there. And they're new to it. We're going to take a step back, you know, just work the counter movement, RDL, whatever. We're going to pause. We didn't have it in the plan. Now we're going to pause because we're missing the, we're missing the catch. We're not, we're not catching in a good power position that I like. So anyway, so there's that, you know, everything's going on um, in a, in a way that I can see what's going on relatively well. And then um, there's downtime for me to coach. You know what I mean? When like between sets or between um, entire exercises, which, so before the day goes, I explain, you know, what we what we're what we're looking for, expectations, um, you know, cues, instructions, whatever, and um, we go, you know, make some minor adjustments during the during the lift or whatever, um, and then as we transition from one lift to the next, um, that's where I can make some like you know harder coaching points, if you will, you know what I mean, or um, you know what to what to expect, hopefully on this based on what this group did, yada yada yada. So I really like the built-in time to coach, and um, yeah, a lot of my stuff I put on Twitter. I film and I film and post the last set. So um, I am not coaching or cueing very much at that point. You know what I mean? So um, on the other sets, you know, I blow the whistle and give a cue, blow the whistle, give a cue, blow the whistle, give a cue. You know what I mean? And then we're going to rack it. And then I can stop everybody on a double whistle, beep, beep. Everybody stops, focuses. And um, I can address anything major that I need to. You know what I mean? So that's really, I mean, that's really it. It's just a way to organize it to where um, we can really see what's going on and um, easily address what we see based off of built-in pauses. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that that thought process of the built-in pause. I think a lot of mm-hmm. times we as coaches are so, so hyper-cognizant or really just hyper, 
trying to find the best way to phrase it. We're just overly concerned about time in a yeah. standpoint. Like we're like, mm-hmm. okay, we only have this much time. We got to get this much in. We got to do this. We got to be here. And we forget about rest. We forget yeah. about just taking a minute to catch your breath before you execute the next set of reps, you know? Yep. And, and, and I know I'm guilty of it just as a, just excuse me, in my own lifting. Like I feel good and you rush it and yep. all of a sudden things start to break down or you go the other way and you rest too long and you kind of lose mm-hmm. the juice, you know? So it's like, it's a yeah. fine line, you know? And obviously for you, you can adjust that rest on the fly. Exactly. Yep. Um, so you're not necessarily beholden to a clock now mm-hmm. kind of let it roll. If you know, if you're big, heavy sets and the, obviously we don't necessarily have two minutes to rest in between those. Types yeah. Of yeah. But you know, a, a teenage kid is pretty can pr- recover pretty decently after several, you know, months and, and a year or two of training. Um, it, Cause, cause heavy is always relative to the person and, and, and when they're coming mm-hmm. in, how do you, how do you build that buy-in from a coach standpoint? Because I could see some coaches being like, shit, he's the one blowing the whistle. I'm going to chill. Like, you know, and take that mindset. I could also mm-hmm. see some as like, man, he's the one always blowing the whistle. I'm, I want to blow the whistle. It's just like, how do you how do you deal with that side of things? Because I think from the kids' standpoint, it's kind of straightforward. Like we're on this because of this, because of this, because of this, and they're probably going to understand it. They may not always jive with it, but at least they can understand it. From a coach standpoint, that's an ego check, right? Like mm-hmm. where how do I fit in to your big picture so that we can all accomplish and get the W at the end of the day? Um, great question. And I'm really glad you asked. I think the way we set this up is literally brilliant. All right. And it, I mean, it ain't my idea or anything like that. There's actually multiple programs all around the state to do this. I do want to acknowledge one thing real fast is, um, yeah, we do control the work to rest ratio on the whistle. You know what I mean? So you know how it is. I mean, you let kids go for 10 minutes. You got the, you know, your 114 pound kids over here. They're done in a minute. And then you got your 245 pound kids. They're not done with their first set in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? So we do control the worst, uh, the work to rest ratio. And um, I think that's real important. You know what I mean? And you, you hit on it, you know, like it's easy for it to get away from you, you know? So um, I'm really glad that, you know, that came up because we do get to control the work to rest ratio. And I think it's important. You know, it's a, it's a variable that everybody needs to consider when they're programming. Um, when it comes to buy-in, check this out, man. So um, we, I'm, I'm talking straight off season. So right now it's a little bit different, but just think off season from December until May. Um, we have just say about 80 or so kids. Now it's, uh, this year we ended up with 95. So that's freshman football through juniors, 95 kids. That's not very many. I realize that. I wish it was more, but what we do is we break them up into what we call daddy coach groups. All right. So we have eight groups. It just fits the flow of our weight room. All right. Perfectly. So eight groups of say 10 to 12, something like that. And, um, each coach or maybe two coaches is responsible for the group and they just travel with them as we rotate through the weight room. So everyone does have a job. I may be the one on the whistle, um, hollering out the main cues and I may be the one stopping them and um, going over the most important things, you know, that I see, but every coach is with their group and um, trying to reiterate these things that I'm saying, you know what I mean? Hold them accountable, get them on the whistle, uh, make sure they're giving a, an appropriate effort, you know, the intense there, stuff like that. So 
everybody's got a really important um, job. You know, we're all in it for the same exact uh, reason. We can keep the main thing, the main thing. We're going to win football games. You know what I mean? We want our kids to be happy with their experience in our program, you know, uh, because they're healthy, because they're making progress, because um, they're, um, you know, looking good, feeling good, and hopefully we have some competitive success. But um, all of our coaches obviously um, play a pretty important role um, in that, even in the weight room, despite the fact that I'm the one blowing the whistle. Um, they're right there with their groups, and it's mostly based on position. Not, It's not 100%. But um, our coaches have owned that. You know what I mean? They do a really good job most of the time. And, um, you know, we wouldn't be as – well off when it comes to just movement and understanding like the appropriate, the appropriate intent or what we're trying to get out of the day. If it weren't for our coaches there, you know, with each group um, doing such a good job and holding the dudes accountable and just like loving on them when they do good, chewing on them a little bit when they do bad, you know how, you know how it is and how important that stuff is. Yeah. So how do you do that with other programs that aren't going to have, let me rewind first real Mm -hmm. quick. I love how you said, let's keep the main thing, the main thing. We all want to win football games. Like, yeah, exactly right. Right. Obviously we want to provide a safe and we provide a a positive atmosphere in the weight room. We want to develop lifelong lifters, uh, people that, you know, want to continue whether training or working out, um, and all that. And and then, you know, when I talked to Travis Mash, that was, that was his deal is like, not everybody's, not everybody's going to go to play at the next level but everybody yes. can at least continue to lift, you know, and be healthy the rest of their life. Um, and I know yep. you're, you know, you post a lot about uh, food, um, the good stuff, and even the really good, you know, not so good stuff. Uh, <laughs> I was very envious of your, your eats in Nashville, man. So. Bro. Yeah, you, I mean, <laughs> I, I like to sample whatever any, any geographical region, whatever area has to offer. And um, Nashville does a good job of offering good stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I'm gonna <laughs> really gonna, I'm gonna sidebar real quick. Did you uh-huh. get Did you get hot chicken? Uh, I got hot chicken twice. I went to Hattie B's twice. Once with my wife and kids, and then once with a group of high school strength coaches. Ah, uh, you yep. got <laughs> dude. Prince's I know is the move. We'll and then there's another it. one that is so. Last summer, we my wife and I took a road trip. Her cousin lives in burns outside of nashville like about 45 mm-hmm. minutes and uh we went to prince's and then i can't remember the name of the other one but it was just a shack really now, those are usually the ones we were um, we were on broadway most of the time yeah mm-hmm. prince's was awesome but the the one oh god it's gonna kill me and i'm i apologize for whoever lives in the nashville area um, that I don't know the name of it. Um, I saw it on, I believe it was Ugly Delicious, the David Chang series on Netflix. But holy smokes, dude, like, it was the hottest food I've ever eaten in my life. See, I, I like spicy, but mm-hmm. that that was, whoo. Like, Prince's yeah. was the right spicy, but this mm-hmm. other place was was just, oh, man smoking hot but it was good but it was just it was hot we heard about princes uh after we had already gone to hattie b's the first time when i went with my family and then the the conference was a little ways outside of town and um i have no idea what was around there we just ended up at hattie b's you know what i mean and um i mean i was disappointed i got different stuff each time but um yeah princess was actually right there on broadway and fifth in this like 
you know, giant food court more or less that they have. And um, we considered it. We just didn't quite make it in there, man. <laughs> Bolton's. That's that was the other Bolton's. Place. Bolton's. Yeah. Bolton's. Uh, nice. Uh, very nice. spicy, but very good. Anyway. And see, I like the spicy flavor, you know, the, the flavors that you usually come with spice, but I'm not really into hot food, man. Cause like once I get it like too hot, I can't taste anything and it's it's wasted at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love, you know, I eat jalapeno on everything. If it gets too hot, then I cut it back. I love the flavor of the peppers and stuff, but it gets too hot, man. I'm not tasting anything. And then I'm, I mean, why am I even eating? You know what I mean? <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> but to, to, to go back to what we were talking mm-hmm. about, um, when you don't have all the football coaches in that, in terms of that luxury, Mm-hmm. like a uh, soccer or cross country and what, and I know with, uh, and, and you'll kind of walk us through how your days are sk- structured at, at Alice. Um, because I, I would assume a lot of your kids, even though you guys are a five, a 5A, right. Four, we, we four. dropped down to four, dropped down yeah. to four. A. So yes, sir. without a doubt, you're going to have a lot of kids playing a lot of different sports. So you're probably going to yeah, a whole lot. You're yep. going to, you're going to, they're probably going to be in, with other kids and other coaches, mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming you don't just have like straight soccer, straight, you know, softball times per se. You probably have a big group mashed all together. Yes. And um, okay. So it's really just based on uh, broken up in season and off season. You know what I mean? Whatever's in season lifts at this time, whatever's in off season lifts at this time. And um, in general, um, I mean, we, we end up with quite a few kids in there sometimes, you know what I mean? Depending on the time of year. Um, but yeah, we, we, um, all programs that are in, that are in off season at this time, uh, that are not football, um, are going to be in there together. And then all programs that are in season, you know, other than football, um, are going to be there and boys basketball, boys basketball is actually its own separate like entity and actually baseball too. Baseball kind of sticks to their own, but, um, and, um, we did this, this last year, um, there wasn't as much participation as I would have hoped for, you know what I mean? But to each their own, you know, the head sport coach, you know, make your decision and roll with it. You know, I'm here to help. If you want to take advantage, like, you know, we'll work something out, you know what I mean? Um, but um, this next year, we just got a new girls coordinator and, and she kind of, she was in Alice. She left for a while. She's coming back to Alice and she's going to be the one actually kind of running the, running the whole thing, you know, holding them accountable for being there on time. That's kind of the most important thing whenever, um, you know, it's eighth period, you know, it's just the, the time deal is a lot different um, with football than it is with everybody else. Cause we lift on our own time before school. So, you know, we don't have to quite hustle quite as much, you know what I mean? Um, but hold them accountable on getting there and then uh, getting everybody kind of organized and through it. And um, it is, they usually stick together pretty good sport by sport, you know what I mean? So the coach can be near, you know, near their group, but um, you know, there'll be some, some mixed groups and stuff like that. And um, you know, in general, we have plenty of equipment, plenty of space for anything we're going to ever need to accommodate. So, um, you know, things things go pretty smooth. And everybody's doing this um, during the summer. They did it last summer. So most of the kids and coaches are familiar with the flow and kind of just how things go. You know what I mean? So um, it, it it works. It works really well. But, um, again, um, when you're confined to such a short amount of time, which, I mean, that's one of our most important, you know, variables that we have to manage, you know, we have strength coaches. Um you really got to stress the importance of, you know, punctuality, urgency, timeliness, stuff like that. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, 
we we do what we can with with the time and the equipment that we have and the coaches and the kids and see right we're gonna we're gonna deal with a quite a bit of variation in kind of training age um whenever the kids come back to school because right now when it comes to the girls we see about 80 total a day you know what i mean um that are going to be in high school uh going to be in junior high or high school going to be in eighth grade through juniors and um, there's going to be a lot more than that uh, total. What I mean by that is not everybody's coming, you know, unfortunately. But um, these girls that have been showing up have been doing a great job. And um, they're making ridiculous amounts of progress really, really fast. They're super coachable. Most of them move really well. Um, but then whenever the other ones come in, man, we'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But, um, you know, they're going to be held to a high standard. And, um, you know, everybody's going to be on board with our philosophy in mind. You know, you know, have a good experience based on health and competitive success and happiness and hopefully everything works out really well. I think. It yeah, will. no doubt, man. As far as full-time strength and conditioning coaches in, in the South Texas area, you're one of a handful at most, right? There's not very many down there. I think coach Cuellar's mm-hmm. one. Um, hey, he, he's a dude. He's going to be very, very successful. Oh yeah. I love oh. that guy. Yeah. Um, other than y'all two, who else is, is, and when I say like for you full time, like you don't, you don't actually have to teach any classes, do you? I don't right now. Um, for the last two years, I haven't, um, ever since I got to Alice, I've only had one other than athletic periods, you know, like I've had um, one class a year for the first three years and these last two years, no classes. So yeah, lucky, you know, living the dream right now. Right. And then as far as coaching us, technically coaching a sport, are you still Mm -hmm. involved with powerlifting? Yes, um, I still do. I coach uh, varsity football and then head powerlifting. Yeah, you are, and then I make it. I make it to every track meet I can too, man. Like track is kind of, you know, I, I somebody tweeted the other day that you know, track is pretty much strength and conditioning as a sport. Like I've been saying that since I started doing this, and I really believe that. You know what I mean? Like if you get your guys out to run track, then that's a pretty good judge of how your program's going. You know what I mean? But if it's not like you know the guy, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. No, okay. I, I I would love to see uh, I would love to see you know more guys run track, but I also you know we have a lot of kids that play baseball, play basketball. So do we. So do we. We. we yeah. I, I I'm fine. You know, it'd be great to have some of those speedsters and jumpers, um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if they're helping another sport, yeah, I'm all for it. It's the I only play football crowd that could help another sport, but then they don't do anything else to enhance their football playing ability because they don't run track. They may come to an open lift, but they're not, it's just not the same. And and you can't replicate that competition the same way that you can lined up against somebody else. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I agree with that. Participation is, is, you know, definitely one of the main goals, you know, that we have going on here. It's like we want somebody to be involved in the in the winter and in the spring. You know what I mean? Some people take it a little too far. You know what I mean? I don't want to say too far, but it makes it hard to really uh, ever focus on what we would consider off season. You know what I mean? Because just because they're in season every second of their lives. But I mean, we, you know, we do our best to manage it. You know what I mean? And we do it. We, we stress, you know, or we teach stress and recovery to our kids hard. You know, so maybe they will make some decisions that will help them deal with all of that stress. You know what I mean? Um, a little bit better, you know, and some of our kids have done a really good job of buying into this stuff. And um, it uh, you could tell 
they just they feel better. You know what I mean? They feel better. They look better. So grades yeah. are good. Attendance is good. Stuff like that. So, and, and that's key, right? Just feeling better about yourself and, and that recovery yeah. point, but then keeping the grades up and, and showing up. Th- those are those are two big deals. Um, you know, at the end of the day, your best eligibility is availability. And if you you're unable yes. because of injury or unable because of grades, you know, it don't matter what your dreams are. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. So I want to pivot a little bit and just kind of talk mm-hmm. about you, the coach, and kind of you coming up and, and your journey. Um, you know, I don't know how many people, you know, know how you got, you know, know you outside of just the guy that lifts everybody on command. Like, mm-hmm. take a minute and just kind of talk about you and, and, and where you're at um, in terms of your career and your journey. Well, I mean, you want me to kind of start from the beginning? Yeah. All right. So, um, went to Angelo State, man. Decided I wanted to teach and coach. Um, I was told that I needed to have like more or less double major, you know what I mean? So, um, majored in kinesiology, uh, majored in biology also, and then went the education route, like through Angelo State rather than alternate uh, surgery or anything like that. Um, I had to fill my last semester. I had to get to part time. I only needed one class. And I needed to get to six hours or whatever. So I had, I actually was ecology. And so there was a lab, I had four hours, needed another class. I take strength and conditioning with Dr. Byers at Angelo State. And he used the um, essentials book to teach the class. And I was like, dude, I mean, I, I was, I've always been into performance, you know what I mean? And, and health, actually. I've been on, into this stuff like obsessively for a really long time. But then I realized that there's like an academic way to pursue this. You know what I mean? And then I was already going to be a um, coach and a teacher. And I was just thinking to myself, like, dude, what if you could like parlay your love of strength and conditioning into an actual job, just doing strength and conditioning and maybe not even have to teach, get out of the classroom. So my ultimate goal, you know, as a college senior or whatever, was to be a strength and conditioning coach in high school and not teach a class. So here I am. I'm already doing that. Like, lucky me, you know, but um. Okay, so I, you know, took that class, you know, did my student teaching, graduated, whatever. And then um, my first year of teaching and coaching in the spring, I coached baseball and we're in West Texas. Every game is two hours away, like every single one. So on the road trip, two games, I just read the essential book. You know what I mean? Read it, read it, try to memorize everything I could. Um, I loved what I saw. I didn't have a whole lot of um, bad I didn't have a whole lot of um, kind of just I didn't have anything in mind of what was right and what was wrong. You know what I mean? So I was a pretty much a blank slate except for bodybuilding. Like I had, you know, read muscle mag and muscular development and stuff like that. So like what I do about working out was mostly bodybuilding stuff. Got that book, you know, realized, you know, that's not real life, you know, when it comes to athletic performance. So anyway, it was really easy for me to kind of start fresh, learn that stuff, took CSCS, took care of that. Um, I'm coaching multiple sports. This was a 3A. San Angelo Great Prix is a, a 3A. We're actually 2A in the very beginning, but then the classifications changed, bumped us up to 3A. Um, so um, coaching a bunch of sports for a couple of years. Um, I have my CSCS, but I'm not technically like the guy, you know what I mean, for those first two years. Then uh, Coach Atwood, Kyle Atwood, comes in, and he is now our athletic director and head football coach. And um, just through conversation with him, him kind of, you know, feeling all the coaches out. Um, he's a really empowering dude. You know what I mean? Like he, if somebody is capable and willing to do something and it needs to be done, then he's willing to kind of 
you know, let them do their thing and run with it. Hopefully um, get a lot better in the process. And that's what he allowed me to do. Just kind of own it, you know, do my best to make it the best. And, um, you know, I uh, came to Alice shortly after that. And, um, you know, shortly after that, I'm head strength coach with no teaching responsibilities. So I mean, that's pretty much it, man, to be honest with you. I do like to, I mean, I love going down these kind of um, different certification rabbit holes and stuff like that. Um, I think it definitely has positive effects on our program. And um, usually what I do is I try this stuff for months or years on myself before I really start implementing it. But um, I am getting a little bit more confident in like implementing things with less uh, practice on myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it, man. Just freaking meathead. You know what I mean? That, you know, didn't want to be in the classroom. So here I am. <laughs> I, I wish, I wish I would have really kind of, I wish this would have clicked for me before I graduated from college. So I didn't have to go the alternative certification route. And I was like, I've not had to work through over under whatever obstacles I've created for myself because, mm -hmm. you know, going to school, you know, I got a, I got a, my undergrad is in, um, what is it in sport management mm -hmm. with a minor in Spanish. I went alt cert. So I started teaching Spanish. I fell into coaching cause I didn't, I didn't get into law school. Uh, I thought I was going to be a sports agent that didn't pan out. Um, so then I go back to my old school and I go back to my old high school and I'm like, I don't know, what do you got? And I started starting the video deal and, but you know, going through that alt cert deal and, and then getting a master's in, you know, basically education administration, it's not bad, but it's like, I think I missed the boat on some things. Like I wish I would have mm -hmm. done this, wish I would have done that. But at the end of the day, I'm still potentially in position to create more opportunity for myself. Uh, Cause I I'm like you, like I would love to just straight strength conditioning, help all the kids mm -hmm. get better, not just football. Right. Because I think it's mm -hmm. important for all these kids to have access to somebody who's competent about the programming side of things and the coaching side of things. Because there's so much that I've learned and still need to learn that I know a lot of these other sport coaches aren't willing to learn because they, they're filled with other stuff. They're trying to win games. Mm -hmm. They're trying yeah, you're right. to improve on their court or their field. So I'm not knocking them, mm -hmm. but it's like, why wouldn't you just, why would you not go to somebody who you, who's clearly like you're saying is passionate about it, you know, and empower them to help you, or at least ask questions like, you know, Hey, what do you mm -hmm. think of this? So when it comes to writing your program, you know, how often do you turn to other, other people outside of your, the coaches on your campus and be like, okay, does this look good to you? Does this sound good to you? Are we are we sequencing these things right um, versus just going, okay, uh, talking to the people on your campus and kind of gauging from that standpoint? Um, more and more lately, but it's not so much like, you know, how does this look if I insert it here? It's kind of concepts, you know what I mean? Like that I like to, that I like to pick people's brains about and stuff like that. Like, I mean, um, kind of recently kind of got to talk to Cody Hughes a little bit on, on Twitter, of course, um, talk to Monty Sparkman, you know, about some little things, you know, you know, how to, how to interact with the box on the box squat, you know what I mean? For our junior high kids, for example, 
And then um, yeah, like Cody Hughes, he's a, he's a good one, man. He presented at the conference, did a great job, knocked it out of the park. And um, I've got some pretty specific questions for him. I haven't asked him much yet, but um, got to give him like credit for like just job well done and um, kind of, I considered it taking a risk. I hope, man, I hope he didn't take it the wrong way, but kind of doing something out of his comfort zone, you know what I mean? With this program kind of just, you know, based off of that was, and that was based off of him interacting with Alan Bishop, you know, at um, Houston, you know, and um, anyway, so um, I like to, I like to talk things like that, just um, concepts, why, and then, you know, if it gets down to the point where I am going to implement anything, then um, I would definitely not hesitate to ask, but, Usually by that point, you know, it's going to be like, I'm going to try this for a while, feel it out, you know, you know, measure what I can see if this thing's actually working. And um, if the kids like it, that's always huge too. You know what I mean? Because um, if you do things that the kids are, in, you know, that are enjoying that they're enjoying, then um, I just think it's a lot easier to get the appropriate intent out of them. You know what I mean? And um, really and truly, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what this means, but I could do the same thing every single day. I could eat the same food every single day. Doesn't bother me one bit. And uh, most of our kids aren't like that. So I do like to, you know, throw a little bit of variation at them, you know what I mean? Let them, and, but despite the fact that we're lifting on the whistle, believe it or not, our kids do get to make some decisions um, throughout the process. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to interact more with um, coaches, especially that are at our level. You mentioned it earlier, you know, like it's nice to be able to interact with college and pros and stuff, but I've had the opportunities to do that like quite a bit actually. And um all I've really gotten out of that is a realization that that's a completely different profession. It's not even close to what we do. You know what I mean? Like in reality, you know, we can get some things from them for sure, but um, you know, um, it's just a different, different game, but um, yeah, any opportunity I get to pick anybody's brain about a particular concept or um, you know, whatever it may be like, I'm doing better stepping outside my comfort zone and, and, you know, initiating the conversation, you know, when it comes to, um, how you prioritize your career, your current job, your family, and anything else, how do you kind of structure it in a way where are your non-negotiables, you know, and, and where do you give yourself opportunity for growth? Um, because I, at the end of the day, the demands that are placed on us as coaches, regardless of what we're coaching, are pretty high and the stress mm -hmm. is pretty high. And, you know, you're fortunate and blessed to have been in the same place for a long time. That's not always the case for everybody. Sometimes it's a very short deal. Uh, other times it's a, it's a lengthier deal. So, you know, kind of where, where, how does you, how do you structure your personal priorities in order to create future opportunities and blessings for yourself? Yeah. Um, Time is definitely our most valuable resource. You know what I mean? Um, as a strength coach, as a father, as a husband, as a friend, you know, time is it. So um, prioritize, you know, time management. You know what I mean? Do, do what you can to really manage your time, use your energy wisely, stuff like that. Um, I am blessed. Like I, like I said, I don't teach. So um, during the day, in the, in the school day, I mean, I have morning weights. I have first period, athletic period. I have a fifth period, athletic period. Um, I have a lunch and then I have a, an eighth period athletic period and then whatever after school. So I have a few hours, like say three solid hours in there to um, not counting. So maybe two and a half, three hours, something like that to do what I need to do, you know, as a coach most of the time, you know, like the, 
extracurricular stuff, you know, outside of practice program, whatever, you know. Um, so I'm lucky with that. And um, again, with um, time on my mind all the time, just gotten really good at uh, managing that time well, squeezing everything I can um, into that time. I do um, really like to front end load like everything, you know. So if um, I get something done on Sunday and Monday and and make myself some time later on in the week or whatever, then I'm always going to do it, you know, always. And um, uh, just our, our coaching staff um, is family oriented. We're all, you know, we're all buddies. Our families are close. We all have families pretty much. And um, I just think that, you know, it's understood that, you know, in order for everyone to be as healthy and as good a coach as possible, that uh, there has to be some time in there to, you know, take care of stuff outside of coaching. You know what I mean? Like you just gotta, you know, you know, just get away from it for a while for everybody's, um, you know, just for the, for the health of the, of the staff, you know what I mean? And I, the health, I mean, there's a lot going on there. I don't mean just, you know, physical fitness, but you know, spiritual, emotional, all that stuff. Um, uh, we can, we can help each other out when we can, you know, but um, in reality, you know, a lot of that stuff gets taken care of while we're away from work. You know what I mean? I think everybody's just on the same page, understands that, appreciates it. And, um, you know, we just take advantage of the time we have. I think everybody's really good at using their time wisely. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good. How would you say your job as the strength and conditioning coach fits into everybody else's time management in order to keep everybody on the same page, right? Like, the way in which a coordinator or a head coach would deliver a game plan or a practice plan. You're the one delivering the, you know, the workout, uh, the training session, that kind of information, you know, when it's time to, to coach up a new coach on some cues and stuff, how do you manage that to help manage everybody else's time and, and be cognizant and aware of, of that? It's really easy with football. You know, I mean, we just spend so much time together, so much time with the kids that, um, you know, you just have to kind of sit back and observe for a while. And but I mean, you can coach effort. You can just repeat the cues that come out of my mouth, you know, for a while, like most of the time, you know, uh, with the other coaches, though. Um, now we have uh, Lisa uh, Cisneros. She's the one that's going to be doing like, you know, my job for the girl side. And um, she'll take care of a lot of that. But um, really and truly like we're lucky. I mean, like our coaches want to know, you know, what we need them to do, what we want them to know. And, um, you know, just communicate through email, text, whatever. And, um, hopefully I'll get on the same page, you know, as quickly as possible. I do like to be like, you know, have an open door when it comes to, uh, communicating with everyone, you know, cause, um, I want everybody to be as comfortable as possible with this. And, um, you know, just over the last years, the, the coaches who had their kids in there the most, like they were really open to communication, you know, had no, no reservations when it came to asking questions. I'm going there anytime I could, you know what I mean? To um, help out, facilitate, demonstrate whatever we needed to do. But um, yeah, the more time we can spend together, like I can spend with those coaches just um, and uh, using the similar terminology <laughs> and um, kind of explaining what we really want and like how these things, things are supposed to look the better, you know, but um, really and truly it's just kind of, communicate as well as we can and um i hop in there and spend time with them when i can which sometimes during the year like i'm not always like my our eighth period okay so that's when most of our girls work out and then like guys soccer like baseball but like i said they don't spend much time with us but uh, uh you know a lot a lot of um 
uh, sports or during eighth period, I'm usually with eighth grade football at that time. Like we actually get to go to our middle school and, um, you know, either do off season or football. But if it happens to be a football day where the defense is down there, then I'm usually in there with whoever's in the weight room. So um, a lot of good communication happens at that point right there. And then during the summer right now, that's when the, the main thing gets learned is during the summer. And, um, you know, coaches are here and there with different camps and things like that. But in general, um, our coaches do a pretty good job of showing up and, um, you know, putting in a pretty good, reasonable effort uh, when it comes to learning this stuff. And, you know, I'll answer anything whenever. Like, I would love to sit and talk strength and conditioning as often as possible. You know what I mean? Never, never could be too much. No doubt, man. Well, Coach, I'm going to let you close out on, on this here. Um, you know, my, my goal is to get your episode published before – uh, the state NHSSCA clinic, and I know you serve on the advisory board. So if you would take take a moment to talk about the association, you know, kind of hype up the, the state clinic and, and kind of where you where you guys um, as a board envision uh, the, the the state level and then the national level of, of the strength coaches association. Um, well, I mean, I'll, I'll just talk for myself. You know, I don't want to speak for anyone else. But um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to be at the state convention where our coaching staff is going on a, a retreat instead of going to coaching school. And we're actually leaving uh, the Thursday before. So, of course, I'm not going to be there, unfortunately. But I will say this, man. I got nothing but good things to say about the NHSSCA. Um, it kind of has a lot to offer, you know, a lot of different types of coaches. So um, number one, in my opinion, is networking. I mean, I just got back from NatCon, yeah, unbelievable experience. Um, talked to a lot of great coaches, saw a lot of great presentations, realized that this thing is bigger than I thought. I mean, I did not understand that so many people were like were involved. And um, I know it's getting at least a little bit bigger because a buddy of mine just signed up yesterday. So um, if you're looking to network, um, whether it's for, you know, you want to you talk strength and conditioning, you know what I mean? Or you want to, uh, be, you know, kind of just visible in the job scene. You know what I mean? This is a great place to do it. They got a Facebook page. They got Twitter, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Um, you can get questions answered. You can, you can talk back and forth on those two things. Um, obviously the organization is ready and willing to recognize, uh, coaches who are, you know, trying to get, get things going right. You know what I mean? Um, there's, you know, national, uh, coach of the year, there's regional coach of the year. There are, um, I mean, obviously state coach of the year and um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to be recognized, you know, for a, for a good effort and like really and truly um, what I like about it is that our kids get recognition. You know what I mean? Like our, our athletes, if I'm throwing stuff on Twitter and people, you know, recognize, you know, who I am or whatever, you know, from this organization, then um, our kids get some exposure, you know, they get to get some credit for a job well done, stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, continuing education. Like I said, like you can you can network for knowledge um, and continue your education. Um, and there's also, I mean, obviously all kinds of clinics like NatCon, there's state uh, convention or clinic that you were just talking about. The thing that uh, really fires me up and like I, I, I kick myself every time that um, anything like this comes up is um, the family days, you know, just like a really small personal little event um, that really and truly, I mean, you can, you can, kind of poll who thinks they're going to show up and like, here, what do we want to have presented on, you know, in-season training, plyos, you know what I mean? FRC, you know, mobility, something, whatever the people want to hear, you can organize a tiny little, more or less, just like a informal meeting, you know what I mean? And um, 
get everybody there again, networking, you get to talk strength with people who are like-minded and stuff like that. And, um, I just, um, you know, it's a, it's a great way to just kind of share knowledge and pick up as much knowledge as you want. Like I said, like really and truly, like, I mean, I'm more of a listener. I don't really, I like to just kind of hang back, listen to what people have to say, but, um, you know, people kind of ask me some questions here and there. So it's nice to be able to, you know, have a platform to use to answer questions and things like that. And, um, yeah, man, just, I mean, it's the leadership of this organization, uh, are the real deal and they're taking it in the right direction. All right. So, you know, who you are, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's some good ones out there, but, um, they do an exceptional job of, you know, again, I think empower, educate and equip, you know what I mean? It's the um, mission statement or whatever. And, uh, they do a great job of empowering the coaches through just, uh, communication and bringing everybody together to solve some problems. You know what I mean? Um, educating and then like getting people ready to uh, actually do the job because you know how it is, man. Like you, you take a class or whatever um, certification to, um, you know, run the weight room. And then, you know, the book says this and then, Oh dang, man, I got, I got a hundred kids. This guy's never been in a weight room. This guy squats 500. You know what I mean? Uh, we only have two squat bars where we only have two bars and um, there's no other coaches here to help me out. Yeah. That's real life. You know what I mean? And um, the people who have lived that uh, they're on these social media platforms and uh, you get to ask them the questions on what really matters when it comes to high school strength and conditioning. So it's a unique, it's a unique um, organization for a lot of reasons, but those kind of three things right there, just like networking recognition and then um, just continuing education, you know, make it real good for people like you and me. Awesome, man. Well, guys, don't don't be too too upset if you're going to the state clinic and you don't get to see Coach Heron and ask him questions. <laughs> uh, if you want to ask him questions, Coach, what's the best way to uh, to reach you and get a hold of you if they had, you know, if they want to ask you questions because they won't be able to see you in person? Twitter, Joey Heron CSCS. Yeah, and um, usually I, I try to do a pretty good job of getting back to everybody. You know what I mean? Don't. I'm, it doesn't happen very often where I get overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Like these questions are few and far between. So um, it's pretty easy to get back. And um, just hopefully what it usually does is like they ask on there and then we exchange emails or numbers or something at that point And we talk or email back and forth. So um, yeah, I like to share things, man. Um, I have done a relatively good job of putting most of what we do into um, Excel or word, you know what I mean? With hopefully pretty clear expectations, you know, I mean, I was a teacher, you know, so um, I kind of, I can make a pretty detailed lesson plan and I'm actually kind of, my wife is really good teacher. And um, yeah, anyway, between the two of us, we can figure out how to get a point across pretty well, like write out pretty good ex instructions and expectations. So um, there's some decent stuff that I, you know, um, I can get to people quick and stuff like that. And um, uh, I would love to, you know, definitely steal whatever I can from anybody who's willing to put anything up. A lot of the stuff that actually I, um, I've kind of put in, into my format came from other people. Like, no, you know, can't lie about that one. <laughs> so yeah, Twitter, Joey, Joey, here at CS, CS at twitter.com or whatever. <laughs> Love it, man. We'll appreciate you and your time, man. And, uh, thank you for all that you do for the association and, um, I really hope that the kids down in Alice, Texas appreciate the hard work that you put in. Uh, wish you guys the best of luck this season and, and then in the future. Thanks. Before we go, um, I'm glad you mentioned the kids because really and truly, you know what I mean? Like 
it doesn't matter what we do. It matters what the kids do. And our kids do show up pretty uh, regularly with, you know, some focus and some effort and they do a great job and um, they ask great questions. Hopefully I can answer their questions, but again, most importantly, hopefully we can keep them healthy and um, coming back for more, which um, most of them are willing to do what it takes uh, to do that. So we got great kids, man. They make us all, they make all us coaches look good.